for students the correct posture of uh, studying. <laughs> Sitting. Usually sleeping is the best one. <laughs> it's most comfortable. And, but slouching in any given situation is never good. So if you're slouching, stooping, like your shoulders low, it's not good for, for doing any activity, let alone studying. So as much as possible, a straight back is a phenomenal thing to have because it goes a long way in building your stamina of sitting and concentrating while doing anything. So that's really... And there was a time when people or kids or students only studied from books. So books would be at, you know, a certain oh, a foot and a half or something. But now, most kids use screens. So phone screen can go here and here, the computer screen, the laptop, and so on. So those dynamics are changing quite fast, or they have changed already. But if neck is hurting, it's a bad sign. So that's... Um, when I used to study, uh, when I used to do intensive studying, that was my method of studying always. I hated course books, and I thought, uh, there was no way I was going to spend my whole year worrying about them or being with them. So I had to have another method of covering my syllabus. So what I would usually do is uh, I would set aside 15 days or 20 days or usually one month uh, in one year to do all my books, all my subjects, everything. And then during that time, I would get up early in the morning and um, take a shower and so on and do my prayers and then put my shoes on and sit down for studying. And then I would take my shoes off around lunchtime, have my lunch, and then mine would say I would like to rest and nap. It happens after eating Indian food, as you know. <laughs> but I said, look, I've only set aside a month. So let me, I would get back to studying. Whole afternoon I would study, and then in the evening I would have my dinner and then get back to studying. So any given day I would set aside anywhere between 8 to 12 hours of intense studying. And that was my method. So sometimes at the study table, sometimes at the dining table I would study. There were the only two tables in our home. So there were the only two tables, so one of these two tables I would pick. So routine will give you the motivation to have the discipline required, because even to sit straight requires a degree of discipline. In the beginning, your back might hurt and so on, but as you progress, it won't. As you progress, it becomes your natural posture. Some yogic texts also say, it's the hallmark of an accomplished yogi to have even shoulders, a straight back. 
not something that's stretched like this, but just a straight back under most circumstances. I hope I answered your question. Okay. Very deep question. The query is, uh, when you do something and the other person gets hurt, are you responsible for it? Do you uh, incur any karma upon yourself? Because you did something which hurt the other person, so what happens in such a situation? To tell you the truth, to give a, uh, uh, an absolute answer would be a folly, would be a mistake. Because it depends on a case-by-case case basis. It depends on the context. It depends on the agreement. It depends on what you've negotiated with that person beforehand. It depends on what the relationship is. It depends on what has been spoken before such an incident took place. Generally speaking, you are not responsible for other people's feelings. Feelings, they will go through their own feelings and come out and so on. But if you have made a promise, implicit or otherwise, to somebody, look, I will do this thing, and you don't do that, then naturally they have a reason to be hurt. It's quite normal then. But if you have made no such promise, and they've assumed on their own, then all you have to do is clarify your position. Because in the longer run, it will pay off. It's the right thing to do. To be clear about what you can and cannot do. So that's um, what I really think. There was this... Um, little kid, he went home, he said, my teacher um, gave me a beating today, daddy, and I did not deserve it at all. He said, oh, you must have done something. No, he said, tell me something. Should you be beaten? Should you be chastised if you have not done something? No, why? What happened? He said, I had not done my homework. <laughs> So she was angry with me for something I didn't even do. <laughs> Sometimes some people are very polite. And they will say to you, can you please do this for me? And if you say no, they say, why am I asking you so politely? <laughs> well, I'm folding my hands. Why can't you do this for me? But that's not the way. If you learn the art of giving other people their personal space, giving others the freedom to choose, to act, to be, to live, if you master the skill of taking responsibility for your own actions and life, 95% of your grief will disappear.
Imagine you are the only one on this planet. How would you keep yourself happy? Should you be that lucky? <laughs> How would you keep yourself happy? Think like that. Usually what happens when people get married, they think the other person now has to do everything for me. And in return, I will also do everything for the other person. But such a model has not worked till date. I'm, I must take responsibility for myself. A few years ago, I wrote this story on my blog as well. There was this old man and his young daughter. And they used to perform these acrobatics. And one of the tricks was she would climb up a long pole, but almost like stick. And she would balance herself on top of that long pole. <clears throat> that pole would be resting on the palm of this man. So every time he would get scared, he said, look, you are the only thing I have in my life. I can't afford to lose you. So I will watch you, okay? When you climb up. If I indicate something, you, you then do, act accordingly. I will tell you where you are going wrong and so on. I'm, I'm watching you. She said, no, dad. You watch yourself, I'll watch myself. Because if you're watching me, then half your energy is already misplaced. I must learn to trust my skill. And that's the whole point of education. That you empower people or, or children to make their own decisions in their lives. So if the other person is hurt because you didn't do something and you never said you will do it or you would do it, then uh, I don't see how you can fix it and how long you will keep fixing it. <coughs> That's not the license to go out and start hurting people, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs>